Thank you, Father. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Bless your name, Father. Thank you, Daddy. All right. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. Kind of stuck, huh? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. All right. Tonight, we are going to go right into part two. And I actually will not be long tonight. But I'm going to go ahead and um, pray. And then I'll start. Father, prepare us, Father, for our future. Beginning tonight, Father, as we sleep. We want to know, Father, about upcoming snares, Father, that is being set for us, your secrets, and what we can do, Father, to minister to others with, Father, your insight. Holy Spirit, we receive any dreams that you have for us, including any warning dreams, any directional dreams, reoccurring incubation dreams, and apocalyptic dreams, that as of today, Father, we vow to you that we will, Father, begin a new life, Father, of stewarding, Father, the dreams that you give us, Father, and the vision, Lord God, that we, Father, are in tune and attentive, Father, to what you are trying to say to us, Lord God. So we thank you, Father, for speaking to your children for the various ways that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So tonight we're going to talk about the five types of prophetic dreams for your future. Now, part one dealt with prophetic dreams for your present. But we're going to talk tonight about the prophetic dreams for your future, beginning with warning dreams. Beginning with warning dreams. So let's go ahead and go into this. Thank you, Father. So number one, we will be, ooh, kind of threw me off there, talking about warning dreams. We will be talking about warning dreams. Now, warning dreams. Now, if warning dreams, Again, if was not a was a punctuation mark, there would be an exclamation mark because they warn you of three things. They warn you of dangers to come through other people. They warn you of the enemy um, and the tactics of the enemy and the schemes of the enemy. And the other thing it warns you of is wrong decisions that you might make. 
So basically, a lot of people do not, <laughs> they don't really enjoy warning dreams because they can be very scary. But warning dreams are a serious blessing. And I say that because it's as if the father literally rolls out blueprints for you to show you what the enemy has planned. And then sometimes in warning dreams, he'll also give you the instructions on what to do in order to defeat or to kill the enemy's plans or to make a different decision than what you were getting ready to make. So our scripture reference for this will be Job 33, 16 through 18. Job 33, 16 through 18, where it says, speaking about dreams, he says, then he opened the ears of men and seals their instructions that he may withdraw man from his purpose. Number one, high pride from man. Number two, he keeps back his soul from the pit. Number three, and his life from perishing by the sword. Number four. So he does all of these things through warning dreams. He keeps you from operating in pride. He keeps you from going according to your purpose and your will. He keeps you back from going to hell. Of course, that's a plus. (laughs) And from perishing by the sword. So we see here that the Father can save us from a lot of things that we just cannot see, serious things. Things, as far as making a bad decision, the Bible is really full of a lot of warning dreams. There's tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of actual dreams in the Bible that that signify warning dreams. And I'm just going to mention... Two, because there's so many Um, in Genesis 20, and I didn't put it up here. I'm just mentioning this. In Genesis 20, we have Abimelech was warned in a dream, remember, not to touch Abraham's wife. (laughs) Now, Abraham did it (laughs) on purpose, but at the same time, he was rightly justified (laughs) at the same time, but he did lie. But... It came so strong in the dream and it didn't even need an interpretation. Not whatsoever. It's like you touch the man, wife, you dead. <laughs> no interpretation needed. But then there's other dreams in the Bible that um, have warning dreams that do require an interpretation. And we've seen this in Genesis 41 with the story of um, Joseph and uh, Pharaoh when he was warned in the dream about, remember, the famine. And that dream needed an interpretation. So warning dreams, and and I want to kind of put this out there because I know a lot of times when we have warning dreams, it, it, it scares us and it makes us think that this will actually happen. And that's the part that makes us scared because we feel as though whatever happened in the dream or whatever the interpretation was, that it's actually going to take place. But it's farthest from the truth. When we have a warning dream, that's really an invitation to really co-labor with the Father. That's an invitation to prayer. When we have a warning dream, the Father is trying to get us to partner with him so that Whatever he showed us in the dream would not come to pass. 
So it's one of those things that it could actually come to pass if you do nothing about it. If you don't pray, depending on if it was about you or about another person, you don't seek out that other person, you may not tell them. So it's one of those things that it can come to pass, but it is based off of what you're going to do afterwards. It's the case of all of it, really. So in Matthew chapter 2, it records two of the most important warning dreams of all times, with the first being what? With the Magi and, and the, the father giving them a dream, what? Not to return to Herod because what? They desired to kill the baby. And then after that, a dream comes to Joseph <laughs> warning him to take the baby and the mother to Egypt. And so it's kind of crazy because if you bring this back to modern day, like it's one of those things like literally what would you do if your spouse woke you up and said, look, I just had this dream. And the father said, we need to go to New York and take the, <laughs> take the baby <laughs> and everything we got <laughs> and don't return again. Literally, what would you do? Which you but like this is what's like the situation. You gotta think they was comfortable where they were. They just had had a baby, and they get a dream just dropped on them just like that. And it's like okay, leave everything, go to Egypt. And so it's just one of those things that you think about. Like, could we really have the courage to do that? I know we've been in situations like that. They said, okay, go to Atlanta, and we like. Okay, that's all you got for us right now. What are we going to do with that? <laughs> but kind of just, what do you do with that? It's, just, it's a faith walk. Put everything in the car. We're like, okay, you said Atlanta. Put everything in the car. Then what we can carry, we'll come back, we'll come back for the rest. But we're here, though. <laughs> and I'm just thinking to myself, what about if the Father would have spoke that and we would just not moved? We would have just stayed there. We would have never met any of you. Any of you. There would be no divine generation church. We would be literally just in Louisiana. So it's one of those things that is, is definitely something to think about because you just never know what type of situation that you'll be put in concerning dreams as far as the instructions and the warning that comes right along with it. So we definitely got to be in tune because it may require you to leave everything. So we go to our second one we're going to talk about, which is directional dreams, directional dreams. Now, if directional dreams was, of course, a punctuation marks, it would be a period because these are dreams that show you what to do, okay? Directional dreams show you what to do. Directional dreams leave you realizing that literally you've just been in the counsel of the Father. You have literally just been counseled directly by the father that's what directional dreams are you receive direct counsel from the father and then once again directional dreams there's tons of directional dreams in the bible the four that come to mind um we're actually going to look at one in acts but i'm going to mention these three first before we go to acts the one that come to mind first was Genesis 46, 2 through 3. 
And this is where God tells Jacob in a dream to go to Egypt. Then Genesis 31 through 24, where God instructs Laban in a dream to speak kindly to Jacob. Then we have Matthew 1 and 20, where God tells Joseph in the dream to not be afraid to take Mary as his wife. So there's several dreams in the Bible that show you that a lot of times God is giving you directions to tell you what to do. So we look at Acts 16, 9 through 10 also as an example. And so Paul here um, is actually having a vision of the night and they often call visions of the nights dreams as well. So verse nine says that night, Paul had a vision, a man from Macedonia in Northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia and at once having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there, giving him straight direction on where to go preach, where to go teach. So directional dreams do not always involve warning. Some of them can be very exciting. They don't always have to be dreadful. Okay. So for for instance, I had a woman who had a um, dream that really God was getting ready to do something um, brand new for her. And she had a dream that she she had, it was a great dream. She had a dream that she had a blank check. She had a blank check. Now, she she didn't understand as far as the details is concerned, as far as the interpretation was concerned, but she knew she already had felt it in the spirit before having a dream that God wanted to do something new with her and that she wanted to start something, but she didn't know what it was. So when she had the dream about the blank check, what she did was she got some of like her closest people in the church that she prays with, some of the women, and they just began to pray about the situation. And so through that, a couple weeks passed, and she got a phone call. And from a lady that said, you know what, I don't know why, but God just placed it on my heart to give to you. But she was like, I don't know how much to give to you because he just told me to give. And then that's when she realized it was in that moment that that was her, her dream was about. And so it literally happened just like, like the dream was, you know, pretty much presented itself to her that the woman said, you know what, well, since I didn't get an amount, what amount would be good for you? I'll just put it on the check. So, um, this is, these are literally real dreams. The other one can be as far as directional is sometimes like, for instance, that, you know, when we start, um, taking different jobs, the father will show us that our time is up at a particular job. Actually, that's one of the more common dreams that people have. Um, but we'll get over into that in, you know, when we do that lesson on the most common types of dreams that people have. But in regards to this, a lot of times when you're taking it can mean two things. When you're taking off clothes and putting new clothes on, or 
if you are in a closet and, you know, you're searching for um, clothing or you're exchanging clothing or you have brand new clothing on, it basically means two things. One is that you're getting ready to get a new kingdom assignment. The second one is that you're getting ready to get a new, a new job or a promotion. So anytime that's happening, it's either one or the other. Which is actually a simultaneous, because if you get a new job, it's actually, or, you know what I'm saying, get promoted, it actually is a new assignment. But we'll get into that more later on as far as the most common dreams that people have and what they mean. So our third one that we're going to talk about tonight, and actually it's actually a common type of dream that people have, is reoccurring dreams. So if reoccurring dreams was a punctuation mark there would actually be a hashtag to symbolize that the same dream is happening multiple times you got the same dream happening multiple times so typically when people have these types of dream they are very troubled when they have these types of dreams so when they're telling you about the dreams a lot of times a lot of fear comes with it a lot of dread comes with it. A lot of embarrassment comes with these types of dreams, these reoccurring dreams. So, for example, you might be dreaming that you're in a public place naked. And in a, a lot of times, this is a reoccurring dream. You might dream that you're falling off of a tall building. You might dream that you're actually dying in a dream. And these particular dreams are also scriptural based, based. For instance, we have, remember, of course, Joseph seems like it fits in so many different <laughs> categories. But we have Joseph, who was called to interpret Pharaoh's two dreams about the upcoming seven years of prosperity and seven years of famine. And although they were not the same dream, the two dreams that Pharaoh had were not the same dreams as far as detailed is concerned, but they had the same interpretation. So if we look at Genesis 41 and 25, he solidifies this by saying the dreams of Pharaoh are one. And God has shown Pharaoh what he's getting ready to do. So also, a lot of times when you're having a reoccurring dream, a lot of times, majority of the times, it means that it's set in stone. It's set in the spirit. It's actually, it's going to take place. Because it's what it's doing is it's confirming itself. It's, it's, it's a confirmation of itself. Every single time you have it, it's confirming, yes, you should do this. Yes, you should walk this direction. Yes, you should move here. Yes, I am telling you this. Because a lot of times we'll bring that dream back to the Father and say, okay, do you mean... <laughs> I should do this. And then he'll give you another dream. And the interpretation is the same thing, just letting you know, yes, I did say this. I did tell you to do this. So, let's see. Also, what falls into this category, which several, 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 several people have, is having several dreams in one night. And when you have several dreams in one night, majority of the time, probably 99% of the time, the dreams are related. 
They don't seem like they're related, but they're related. They're related in nature as far as the interpretation of it. So even after Joseph says in Genesis 41 and 25 that the dreams of Pharaoh are one, meaning both of the dreams that he has, it has the same interpretation, and God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. He says in Genesis 41 through 32, 41, 32, he introduces the idea that through multiple dreams, God is stressing the point that something is ordained to transpire. And it literally says that in scripture. Multiple dreams means God is stressing the point that something is ordained to transpire. And a lot of times we can't pray these type of dreams away. He's letting you know it's confirmed. And that's why, you know, I call, I say when we talk about um, reoccurring dreams, um, we also talk about um, dreams that others might have. And then it also relates to you. That could be a reoccurring dream. So, for instance, I might have a dream um, about Ola and, you know, she has um, luggage. And then she might have a dream that she was at the airport. And then Tashomi might have a dream that, you know, she was standing at the hotel with the bags. Now, all of the dreams are related. And we call them reoccurring dreams because they're actually they're different dreams, but they have the same interpretation. So that also can happen because, once again, it's a confirmation. Reoccurring dreams are a confirmation. And a lot of times when you have reoccurring dreams, actually, anytime I have a reoccurring dream, I actually, um, when I pray about that particular dream, and I know that it's set in stone and it's going to happen, I usually pray for wisdom to how to handle the situation because I know it's actually going to transpire. I'm usually praying for wisdom. I'm praying for knowledge. I'm praying for direction because I already know it's it's set in the spirit. There's literally nothing I can do about it. I just, whether it's good or whether it's bad, I'm just asking for the wisdom on how to get through it. The third one that we're going to talk about tonight is, I'm not going too fast. I am going too fast. Let me back up. We have Genesis. No, I had an example for you. And this often happens. This is very important. I got to go back as far as reoccurring dream. Okay, so this lady had a dream. Um, Well, first, let me back up. There was a lady that this other lady was praying for to become healed. And she was, you know, terribly sick with cancer, but she believed that this woman was going to get healed through her prayers. But she kept having the dream that the lady was dying. And several, it wasn't the same dream, but it was the same interpretation that the lady was dying. And she was like, I don't understand. I'm praying that the lady get healed, but I am keep having these reoccurring dreams that the lady is dying. And so she began to just pray to the father and ask him, like, okay, kind of what's going on? Should I stop praying for the woman? Should I continue to pray for the woman? I don't know what you're trying to show me. Do you Are you just, is this her time is up and I can't do nothing about it or whatever? But 
it was crazy because she actually went and talked to the lady she was praying for. And she was like, I don't know why I keep having these reoccurring dreams and I'm praying for you that you be healed. And the lady told her, it just could be the fact that I'm ready to go home. I don't want to be healed and I'm ready to go home. And it was as if her prayers literally was holding up her ability to leave the earth. Because the lady was praying like, look, this is, oh, I don't want to be healed. I just want to be with the father. And so a lot of times that can take place. You can be praying for something for somebody, having a dream about the opposite because that person is not in agreement with you. So a lot of times, like even when, um, if you're able to, because sometimes you're not able to do it, but if you're able to, it's good to call that person that you're praying for and let them know like, hey, I'm praying for you for this so that you guys can be in agreement. I can be in agreement with what you're praying about and you can, you know, what you're praying about, I can be in agreement with. It could be vice versa. So I would know because a lot of times people have a different mindset than you. And sometimes, a lot of times, people, like, their faith comes down, but it, they're not realizing this is not because you can't heal the person. <laughs> they may just not want it. So it's just important to, you know, that part is important because sometimes it can, it can dampen your spirits because, like, I know I'm praying. And I know this is supposed to be working. Okay, but what is the other person thinking? So, number four, incubation dreams. Incubation dreams. Now, this is going to make sense for a lot, a lot, a lot of people. (laughs) Because these are the type of dreams. It's like, where do I put these dreams? So, if these were a punctuation mark, it would be ellipsis, meaning dot, 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 meaning to be continued. To be continued. Incubation dreams fall in the category of to-be-continued dreams. Now, I'm not saying that because when we dream, there's a part two to that dream. I'm saying that it's a to-be-continued dream because you simply have no immediate application for it right now in your life. You're like, okay, I had this dream, but I interpreted it, but I don't know really how I'm supposed to use this? Is this for right now? Is it for later? I was like, ah, it seems far off. <laughs> and a lot of times when this happens, it's an incubation dream, meaning that over a period of time that this will take place. Or it's a futuristic one, meaning that two years from now, three years from now, four years from now, it's just one of those things you just got to put, one of those dreams you put on the shelf. And in my experience, those type of dreams, when I put it on the shelf, the Holy Spirit will bring it right back up during the period of time that you in it. It's like, you know what? I did have a dream five years ago that I was on the plane, and this is, this is, this is what it is. And, it, and the Holy Spirit will bring it right back up to you. So it could also be you realizing the instance that the people that you re- you recognize the people in the dream, you recognize the symbols in the dream, but you just cannot make heads 
heads or tails out of what the dream actually means. So sometimes these type of dreams fall in the category of, okay, you had the dream, but nobody was able to give you an interpretation. You didn't get an interpretation. Nobody else gave you interpretation. You kind of, it's kind of lost for the cause. Those type of dreams, it'll come back up, but it's a, it's one of those, you got to be in the situation. Then the Holy Spirit will bring the dream back up to you to reveal the actual meaning of the dream. So for instance, of course, that's why I say Joseph fall in all categories. We got Joseph. He has this dream when he's 17. Now, we're talking about a 17-year-old. How old are you tonight? She's 15. So we're talking about two years up from her. Literally, he has this dream, but the dream is not fulfilled until 13 years later. And, like, literally, that literally is how this could happen, (laughs) that you have a dream (laughs) 13 years. That's a long time to hold on to a dream. It it is. It's a long time to hold on to a dream. But he literally had this dream. And pretty much, I think the most profound thing that I literally read about this was when I was reading Psalms 105. Psalms 105, 17 through 19. Literally concerning the situation with Joseph. And it says, then he sent someone to Egypt. That someone was Joseph to Egypt ahead of them, them meaning his family. Joseph, who was sold as a slave, they bruised his feet with fetters and placed his neck in an iron collar until the time came to fulfill his dreams. The Lord tested Joseph's character. Until the time (laughs) came that the dream was fulfilled, You got that middle process that nobody wants to go through, which is the testing of your character in order for the dream to manifest. So sometimes these these incubation dreams, you have to go through something to get there. It might be a trial. It might be a tribulation, a transition, um, a faith walk, whatever it is. But incubations over a period of time, it will come to pass. So the word of the Lord tested him. It says, as he waited and his dreams were incubated, but he had to go through a lot for that to manifest and come to pass. Now that don't have to be your story, but what I'm but what I'm telling you is the possibilities of a dream like this. And and quite frankly, I know that probably ninety five percent of the body of Christ have these type of dreams. It don't make sense right now. Those dreams that do not make sense right now, you can't use them right now, and you just got to put them on the shelf. But they will come back to you. So an example of this is when we. Um, came in um, to Georgia, or we came to, um, and we were became members of Lionheart Church, and then probably probably after two or three years, because they was just like our church, just starting up. Um, we had left probably like three years after that. It was so crazy because I began to have these reoccurring dreams, 
And I just kept having dreams over, like, years. For years, I kept having dreams of how we would reconnect back with Lionheart Church and how we would be working with them. And I just kept having them back to back to back to back to back. I may have had, like, 20 dreams over the span of, like, five years. Just about this, literally, it's different dreams, same situation, just working with them. And little did we know, (laughs) it would be 2000. 18, 19, about 2018, 19, that we reconnected back with them again. So the father definitely know what he was doing because as I'm having those dreams, I was thinking to myself, I don't think, <laughs> I was naive, y'all. <laughs> I was like, I don't think we're going to be connected with them. Like, why am I having these dreams? Are they on my mind because they're on my heart? And I was going through this whole thing. It feels like no foolish girl. <laughs> Not at all. Is he just letting you know it's going to happen? So get ready for it. <laughs> Whatever year it dropped, it, you'll know it. So in dreams like that, um, as far as you know, incubation dreams is all about. It's the waiting process. It's the patience process. It's the endurance process that you literally have to go through. It's one of those things that. You literally have to hold on to the vision that is set before you or hold on to the dream that was set before you. And the last one that we'll talk about tonight is apocalyptic dreams. Now, not everybody have these. Actually, these are very rare. Not everyone in the body of Christ have apocalyptic dreams. Now, if apocalyptic dreams were, um, of course, a punctuation mark, there would be an asterisk because they are only explained by the end of a story. Most apocalyptic dreams deals with end time, final judgment kind of things. So we have people such as Moses, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Ezekiel, Zechariah, Zephaniah, all have proven track records of prophetic accuracy when it comes to world events, but they also all have predictions yet to be fulfilled because they deal with the final days of judgment. So there are still dreams in the Bible through these prophets that have not come to pass yet. And this is what you call apocalyptic dreams. So you will have those end time dreams. A lot of people have, you know, dreams where they're caught, you know, cut off, cut off, cut. What? I can't get my words out. When they're caught up to heaven. A lot of people have um, a lot of dreams where there's a lot of wars between angels and demons in their dreams. Um, A lot of people have um, a lot of dreams where, you know, they might be burning or, you know, they are... um, they are like standing before the, you know, the, the judge seat or whatever. These are what you call apocalyptic dreams. Um, I, my mother had a dream, of, um, it was a long time ago, but it always stuck with me that she said they were, that she was at this place and it had a huge, 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 huge pool. And she was trying to make her way through the crowd and trying to see what everybody was doing and stuff because the crowd was thick, but they had this huge pool and, they had this plank going across the pool 
And some people were falling into the pool. Some people were actually walking over the plank to the other side. And some people, they just was not making it at all, you know, because there was a man there, she said, that was calling people's name out of a book. And if he called your name, um, and you can, if you called your name and your name was in the book of life, then you could walk across the plank. But if you didn't, then you already know the story to that, right? I ain't got to go through that. But she remembers, like, her name being called and her walking, like, across the plank but being scared and stuff because she didn't want that. The plank was very narrow. Just going back to the word, narrow is the way. <laughs> and so she, you know, the father was just showing her that, you know what, you are going to make it. And I don't know what was on her mind, whether... Uh, heaven knows what was on my mother's mind during that period of time but it actually was a dream you know what I you know now that I'm thinking about it it was a dream because after that dream she had that dream she got saved so pretty much it was kind of a warning and a directional kind of dream for her to let her know look it's time (laughs) it's time for you to get saved And it kind of goes actually into, actually, that's the last one. But I wanted to kind of go kind of into that because a lot of people, there's this kind of war going on between people to think that, you know, Satan can give you dreams or can Satan give you dreams or can he not give you dreams? Some people say that Satan can give you dreams. Some people say Satan cannot give you dreams. Now, what I want to say in regards to that. Number one is that there's no scriptural basis for it. Number one. Number two, we have experienced demons in our dreams. So in saying that, now this is my personal thought process, is that I believe that the father can use those situations or those images and implant them in your mind depending upon what you're doing so for instance if you're in sin and he wants to show you hey stop doing this or this is how i feel about this particular situation that he'll show you maybe using a demon or using fire and brimstone or whatever to stop doing what you're doing but to say that satan can actually give you and create a vision on your mind where he didn't create you no there's no scriptural basis for it, for Satan giving you dreams. Now, if I run across it, then I'll apologize and I'll correct it. But I have not ran across anything in the Bible where it says that Satan gives, gives dreams. Because I don't even think, just like, you know, in the um, Old Testament where, you know, you remember when Daniel was praying and his, you know, his stuff was held up and stuff like that. Now you remember that Daniel was not a son. He was not a son. So, of course, there's going to be some warfare in the spirit because he's trying to pray something down, but he's not a son. He don't have access there's no no place where, where he's positioned or seated above anything. So, of course, it's going to be held up for as far as sons and daughters. When we decree and declare a thing, then it is so. We don't have to fight with them. Their, their powers are dismantled. So we're not fighting with them, and they're not holding anything up. 
It's really our own thought process that get us, not really them. <laughs> okay, I've been praying for this for about six months. Is he going to do it? That's not Satan. That's us. So just to kind of keep some stuff in mind, um, you know, as we have dreams. All right, so let me pray out. And we'll take questions. So, Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus that you have came, Father, and that you have spoken, Father, to our hearts. We thank you for the word, Lord God. We thank you, Father, that you are directing each and every one of us, Father, whether it be through, through dreams and visions, Father, or your logos or Rima word, Father. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We reverence your word, Father. We reverence your voice, Father. We thank you right now, Father, that we will not follow a stranger's voice, Father, and that you are fine-tuning our ears, Lord God, and our eyes, Father, that we will not only father hear father but see what you are doing father in jesus name we pray amen